in-depth conversations, matchup breakdown, analysts on every game, everything a Steelers fan could want. This is Fourth Down in the Steel City with your hosts, Adam Crawley and Colin Dudlap. Fourth Down in the Steel City, Episode 6. Segment two, if you thought we were done breaking down the depth chart, ho, 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 we sure is bleep or not. Colin, George Pickens, they created a third wide receiver spot in the starting lineup so that they could throw George Pickens in there. My man's got strong hands. My man's making combat catches. They're making this guy a starter. He's going to have a hell of a year. Not that anybody else isn't calling that right now, but whoo. What is what happens to Fryermuth in the offense? I think he's going to be a stud. I think I think who this affects is Chase Claypool. Oh, I agree. I think Chase, Chase Claypool's written his ticket out of town. Uh, I'm not saying this is a problem. I'm just trying to envision a football field and where people are deployed. Deontay Johnson is he going to come inside at all, or is he going to stay outside? You know what I've read a lot is that Chase Claypool they want to have him play inside a bunch until he gets hit once. Um, honestly, I mean, I, I I don't think that he's a slot guy. I don't think he look. I saw what he did on kickoffs and on special teams and how physical he was at, at Notre Dame, and that was much ballyhooed, and everybody talked about it. I don't think he's that guy in the NFL. I'm not questioning his. Uh, his backbone or anything. I just don't think he's that guy in the NFL. It seemed like they've used him to this point to throw an alley-oop up the hash for some reason. Is he all of a sudden going to become a big combat catch guy in the middle of the field? That's a great point because he ain't a combat catch guy down the sideline. I mean, that's where he struggled. Not as a rookie. As a rookie, he was very good. Uh, Last year, he struggled, and I'm sure it doesn't help that Ben Roethlisberger's ball fluttered on him a whole bunch, but even still, go up and make the play. George Pickens out there making plays. I've seen the video. You don't got to be there. There's videos all over the internet about this guy making plays out there. I think ultimately George Pickens cuts into his playing time. And I still think there's going to be room for Pat Fryermuth because I think that Mitch Trubisky, they're going to use a lot of play action. I think tight end is going to be so valuable. And if it's Kenny Pickett at some point, I mean, you know how much a tight end can be a best friend of a quarterback. So I think Pat Fryermuth, I think his star is going up. And in fact, we were talking about this a little bit on Friday on the Fan Morning Show, Colin. The next wave of guys to get paid by the Steelers since Deontay Johnson got paid, mm-hmm. it's only all speculation at this point. Like the next ones, it could be Alex Highsmith. I mean, this is his third season. Next year is his, is the final one on his rookie deal. You got Pat Fryermuth, who this is only his second season, but if he takes off, and Najee Harris. I mean, these are three guys that they could potentially pay. Chase Claypool also there, but I think, they kind of tell you what they think about Chase Claypool whenever they draft the two wide receivers and then pay Deontay Johnson. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I just thought of something to springboard off of that conversation, Adam, which is, is this – all right, we keep talking about Najee Harris, and you just brought him up again in terms of paying him, right? But let's talk about the functionality of a football team and an offense. Najee Harris we've been talking about for months as a volume guy and 400 touches and, and all of that kind of stuff, right? Is this offense going to function at its best when you look at a stat sheet after a game and it's Najee Harris, 12 carries, three catches. 
and a raft of guys getting four catches or maybe five catches as a, that is to say you just mentioned all these skill guys and now I'm starting to warm to maybe this team being a team of a of a non-volume one person if that makes any sense to you are they because there were times when the Steelers were good a few years ago when you'd look and there'd be six different guys catch a football in the first half. Yeah, I think you're on to something there. And I think that they've built the roster out in a way where you know, Chase Claypool doesn't look like Deontay Johnson. Calvin right. Austin III don't look like George Pickens. Pat Fryermuth, I mean, he can run. And at his size, I mean, he is he's the quintessential basketball guy. Go up and get it for you. I do think that if the offensive line were more of a known commodity, if it were going to be solid and we knew it was going to be solid, I think this would be a track meet kind of team. I think they'd be up and down the field. I think they got the skill position talent to do it. I don't think that they would be totally based on the run. But I think because of the offensive line and the inability potentially to protect for extended periods of time, I think that's why they're going to have to lean on the running game. And then I think, unfortunately, what happens then is if you're leaning on the running game, well, now that starts drawing touches away from everybody. And then you get with what's comfortable, which is Deontay Johnson. And I think it's going to wind up looking like what last year looked like, but better. I do think they're going to be better, but I still think because that offensive line not being a strength, I think it all flows from there. I just, I wonder, though, I go back and forth. I truly do wonder if Najee Harris, and it'll be by game, right? It's not going to be by road. It'll be by game. And it'll fluctuate depending on the opponent and by game situation. But I don't know. At first, I really thought this team would function best with Najee Harris getting 31 carries and five catches, you know, at 36 touches a game. And you, you go and you run him until someone stops him and he catches a bunch of, you know, six-yard passes. But now I don't know. You, you know, the thing is, he won't be happy unless he's the volume guy. I get the sense that that's going to be a problem at some point. I really do. I, I think he's a good guy. Uh, people seem to like him. However, he's easily perturbed, and he's not one to shy away from letting his feelings be known, and he probably thinks he gives the team the best chance to win. I'm kind of with him now because of the way the offensive line's built and given who the quarterbacks are. I don't think Mitch Trubisky's a bad player. I just don't think he's going to get you out of games as the primary reason you're getting out of games. With the If Pickens is as good as advertised – I'm not with that. That's what changes me because I know what Johnson is. I know what Fryermuth is. And I, man, I, this is, it's a good problem to have if it hey, comes listen, to that. I think I'd be with you if I, if I watch this preseason game on Saturday and then the following two and I see, holy cow, Mitch Trubisky. Puts the ball in the belly of the running back. Pulls it out. Play action. Seven-step drop. 45-yard bomb down the field. And there's not a dude in his face. If I can see that a couple of times. Because, frankly, I forget what that looks like. And, like, I'm not going to believe the offensive line can do that until I've seen it. And if they can, then, yeah, they got the skill position players to be dynamic offense. I know. You remember? And I almost said, like, remember when we were little. Because it feels that long ago. When Ben used to play action and tuck the ball into his belly button for a minute 
and people didn't know where it was. And then you'd see Randall L or Hines, honestly, on the other side of the midfield logo. And the ball would be so high in the air, it looked like javelin in freaking Nintendo track and field. It was so high. It would go out of the screen, the ball would. And it'd be fly. And, and, and that was like a different Ben. It wasn't even the same human we saw the last no four way. years of his career. I think that the quarterbacks they have, the skill set is definitely more in line with playing that style of football. I'm just so worried about this damn line because, Colin, I had two little birdies. These are different birdies. Whisper a couple of things to me this weekend. Very tapped in people within the Steelers organization. How about that? I wouldn't go so far as to say a capital S source. I'm not, I'm not talking to the GM here. But these are dudes. These are sources. One guy told me that they're not enamored with the center position yet. Like huh. Mason Cole, and it's only been, what, five pattern practices? But Mason Cole, eh, eh. And to me, that means knowledge. Because if you're not blocking right now, I mean, you've played five padded practices. I know Mason Cole can block. What concerns me there is, is it between the ears? Is he picking things up slowly? So that's something to watch. And the offensive line, obviously, focal point of this conversation. The other thing I've been told, and I think a lot of people are starting to catch on to this, is that this Jalen Warren running back out of Oklahoma State, he might wind up being the star of the preseason, and he might wind up pushing Benny Snell down the depth chart. That's how much they seem to like this guy right now. Well, I'm just stunned that Benny Snell hasn't pushed Benny Snell down the depth chart to this point because I've kind of seen what I know about Benny Snell. He had one good game early on a couple seasons ago, and that's like it, you know? Uh, that's all fascinating stuff, though. It really is. Birdies. 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 On, on, a, tr on a trust level, one to ten, birdies. Ten being absolute locked-in birdies. One being Russ Grimm, head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, birdies. <laughs> where where I'd are go, you? I'd go ten. I would. Wow. These Okay, so you peel back the curtain. You know, a journalist, I'm not a journalist, but a journalist never reveals a source. Correct. These are people that I've had many a beverage with. And over the years at training camp, really helped me out, steered me in the correct direction. This year, unfortunately, I'm not down there. So now I'm getting them via text. And I, hey, I appreciate the help, appreciate the heads up. But these are people that are in the meeting rooms that, that maybe not making decisions, but whose ears are there to then pass on that information. Love it. Love it. That? Let's go. Let's go. Fly on the wall, Crowley. Let's go. Get it done. One more. Uh -huh. Anthony Miller. Good player. Good player. And played with, this is obvious, Mitch Trubisky in Chicago. Little rapport there between those two. And the Steelers really don't have a true slot because Deontay Johnson's an outside guy, even though he's smaller. And Chase Claypool's bigger, but they're flirting with putting him on the inside. George Pickens ain't going to be inside. And Calvin Austin the third might just be too small to play NFL football. We don't know that yet. I think Anthony Miller is going to make this roster. Do people care about this? I don't know. But again, birdies. Does Anthony Miller catch punts? Didn't he catch seven at one time? Or was that Gunnar yeah. Olszewski? No, it was him, huh? If you get Gunnar Olszewski and Anthony Miller mixed up, you need new eyeglasses. They don't look the same. No. That Gunner guy, 
he uh he's been catching the ball in team drills, which I don't think that's good. I don't think you want him to play ever in your offense. But hey, you got to throw the ball to someone, I suppose, in training camp. I'll tell you who I'm not worried about on his football team. Um, I'll do respect, but Gunnar Olszewski. You don't want to talk about him on our on our podcast? It's not that I don't want to talk about him. I just think if any single play in this season hinges on him, the Steelers may be in a world of hurt. Well, and that's what training camp's all about, isn't it? You know, I'm so happy that we've got the actual, well, probably the quarterback battle for the second and third uh, quarterback. Because if not, all people be talking about is, who's the 51st guy on the roster? Yeah, great. Gunnar Olszewski's the shorter Danny Farmer. Thanks. Gunnar Olszewski is such a bad white wide receiver that they wouldn't let him play white wide receiver in New England. That tells me everything I need to know. I know. If there's a place built for white wide receivers, it's New England. And if you can't make it there, you can't make it anywhere. You can't make it anywhere. Quick question, Colin. Yes. First preseason game Saturday. I'm planning on, because it's the first time in six years that I haven't had to work the game. I'm going to get chicken wings. I'm going to get pizza. I'm going to drink probably a full six-pack by myself. I'm going to act like this preseason game, meaning all that it does, is game one of the regular season. Is this okay or not? Uh, I'll, I'll allow it, I guess. So. Yes. Um, what time is the game? Kickoff. Seven or eight. Oh, night game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Because You know why? Because we haven't done this in a decade and a half. We haven't watched a true QB1, not battle, but it's just an infusion of a new quarterback. So, yeah, why not? Why not be excited about it? Why not live it up? You know, this isn't... Uh, the third preseason game when there was an old four preseason uh, game schedule where you knew everything was settled and you're waiting on some, you know, linebacker from Wyoming to play in the second quarter who had a double number. Like, nobody gives a hell about that. There's actually real storylines here. There are. And uh, we got a quarterback battle on the other side in Seattle. So, ho-ho, it should make for scintillating preseason game one football, Colin. The Steelers, a three-point favorite at home and always tough to play at Stadium. Watch out, 7 o'clock Saturday. Coming up next, this man is about to be the biggest bust in the Kevin Colbert era.